Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters. This is our, our second in the series of, our, of what is this thing called love. So we're going to kind of make love as part of our music theme too. So I'll start off with love is just around the corner. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Welcome, podcasters. Well, we start off with letting you know that Ray, who's been working on the addiction, published on the addiction series, and today he's been sober for 23 days. No smoking. Yeah. Uh, So, podcasters, I hope that would be an inspiration to anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought you were going to say something weird, and then I, I think quitting smoking is just quitting smoking. It's not. 
has that other connotation. It sounded like, you know, I was addicted to something. Real. Well, cigarettes are bad. Yeah, I got to agree. I've never really heard the word sober associated yeah. with tobacco. With tobacco. Yeah. It, it did throw me a little. Because <laughs> I was going, wait a minute. I, uh, wait, I had a beer over the weekend. Don't say that. Okay, so we're, we're happy about that. And I hope everything keeps going with it. And, and we'll let you know each week. Okay, now... Last week, we, we started a new series, and kind of an important one, one that we're all interested in, is um, what is this thing called love? So we're trying to understand love, um, almost what a new vision of love could really be from what it's stereotyped see, as it's seen in movies and, and novels and so on. Um, so we're kind of... Uh, searching home. The first part I'm calling love and communication. When we are falling in love, there is no problem with communication. When we speak, we understand and we hear. When we are silent, we also understand and hear. Communication exists almost all by itself. In other words, it's almost effortless at the very beginning. There is no problem because we're interested. We're interested and um, the laws of attraction, the laws in the whole universe to do with elements coming together, bodies coming together, planets coming together, falls under this law of attraction. And under that law, it's very powerful and it allows us to come together. So that's the f the first stage. Hey, now, by the way, how long does that law last? Uh, that part. That's, yeah, well, the, that's yeah. That's what I'm going to talk about. Is it about eight there. minutes or uh, or more? <laughs> <laughs> heading for a half hour. Race every. Got to get it to at least a half hour. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so relationship. Uh, relationship is probably the biggest teaching possibility we have for all of us. Three different levels of it. It's like relationship is a laboratory for a higher level of consciousness because it's so intense and it goes down so many roads um, that the real chance for moving up into the higher levels have, will have to do with what, how, we, how we are in relationship. So that's... So seeing relationship as a powerful teaching method for us to really get to know ourselves and the other. That's one of the best teachers probably we have in life. Now another thing about um, when we're in love, <clears throat> we are in a part of ourselves that is separated from the rest of our nature. We are, in, we are in a part of us that begins to, does not fear, it doesn't worry as much. In other words, we feel at home at the very beginning of love, if it's mutual and working in that way. And in love, we approach, we taste the reality of a great potential truth, a great idea about the structure of a, of a human and what we could be. We taste the idea in, uh, in the essence of our human being. There lies the act of giving. 
we, w- we want to give. We're attracted. We want to move towards the person. So giving is usually, uh, it, doesn't, uh, isn't, it doesn't become difficult. Um, it becomes more natural. Yeah, because of that law of attraction. It's also, the, you know, the other person can do no wrong at the beginning. Even when they're doing wrong, it's right. Or maybe they have, you know, a laugh that's grating and you think it's the greatest thing ever and you're attracted to it. But then down the line, that fucking laugh, you know, I mean, it could flip flop on you. Right. So maybe I'm getting a little ahead. They are. at the. Um, we we're both at our best. Um, and we're also exaggerating and idealizing everything that's happening. So there's a powerful, powerful force. And it needs to it needs to work that way. Um, what what would you say th- that first force? Because we've all been in that one. I mean, everybody across the board. End all, be all. I'm in love. It's untouchable. It's the greatest thing ever. Right? That kind of thing. What what's the staying power of that? You know, if you're going to put a number on it, and I know that it varies. You know, but what do you think? Well, there's. There's another level of it. At that level... That, yeah, at that, that level, that stage one level. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, the, the passion of that, the closeness, the attraction, uh, continues on in the other levels, and that's a very Im- important part of it. But also, um, there's another part that we're trying to get to that's, uh, that's, um, that, that can sustain love. The first part, would have difficulties sustaining love because the passion won't hold in the way it was at the beginning. So we can explore the, uh, we begin to explore the unknown possibilities in each other. But we don't know what they are yet and we can't name them. So as we progress from the first part, the passion and the egoic love of um, to issues, never touched previously in a relationship. Now, that's what this relationship has a possibility of, something we never came, got to with our brothers, with our family, and uh, with strangers. We never got to some of the most powerful issues in ourselves, so we, we maintain more surface relationships in life. But a real possibility, particularly if love sustains itself, that we can get the issues that have never been touched. And that's number you're talk that's number two. Yeah. So we began to and we can't even name them at the beginning. Um, for example, we come in we we both have a bruised heart, but we don't know exactly about this bruise what this bruised heart's about. And we're mostly hiding uh, the bruised part of our heart. But getting into this latter part where well, it's not just to do with image an egoic life and passion, then we begin to touch the parts of us that are bruised and hurt. So therefore, there's a possibility of healing. And we'll get more, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Now, the Western world has come to regard the human being as basically a selfish animal with a complicated brain. That's usually how the Western world sees it. And it is true. Most honest evidence of human nature seems to be justify that notion that we're just kind of childlike looking to get our needs met. But wisdom teaches something else that there is 
that the evil we do is part of what covers over our authentic inner world, that the, the, the deepest parts can begin to come out. Um, but there's a thick crust welded over our being, um, and we don't allow the influence to, to come for us. So the couple has their own crust in their own heart, but there's a possibility as they move into the second and third stages of love, um, they can begin to touch that bruised heart where the defenses are less. We start, we realize in the long difficulties and arguments that we have that there is a part of us that needs healing. Wow. We are not saints. We are not angels. We're trying to be responsible creatures attempting to have an authentic love with each other. So though the beginning part is not authentic, but slowly and through a lot of trial and error and a lot of hurt feelings and separations and not talking to each other, but we're trying to head uh, for, for an authentic love. Now, during the intermediate love, what we usually call love, we're not, it's not really love in the sense that I'm talking about it in. If, when the chips are down, I choose my own welfare over yours, that may mean that uh, my care for you is, my care for you is weaker than my self-involvement. In other words, there's a lot of self-involvement in us. And we call that um, love and that we're trying to get something from the other person. But our self-involvement with ourselves still maintains a high level. So I call that more of an intermediate love. It's not real love, but it's love at the, at the level of trying to care for each other. But when push comes to shove, our own involvement, self-involvement seems to be the most important. That's called love in the real world, but I'm calling that an intermediate love that could head towards a deeper love. So we need to see that difference. Can you give like an example, like a story example of that? Well, uh, let's see. In my own life, I know the first, um, what I call loves of my life, um, I was in no way able to um, to be any further than intermediate love. It was for my own self-involvement. I wouldn't have said it that way at that time. Um, because there's not a capacity for the other yet. Um, I, can't get a, I can't get a step away from myself enough to even um, be with the other in any kind of um, authentic way. And even if you were told, it wouldn't register, right? Right. I would deny it. I would defend it. Um, because I couldn't face the pain of my incapacity. And to that takes a while. That takes the longest part. That's the bruised heart trying to hide itself. What The, long, the thing that takes the longest is being able to be vulnerable at that level. Yeah. Right. Um, 
So there's a lot of jockeying in love at the beginning. <clears throat> it's kind of like when I go to my Saturday session <coughs> and you hit me on something and I start shaking and crying, that, that part. I know that part. Yeah, that <clears throat> now that happens in other relationships too. But we mostly are looking at the and therapy that also happens. <clears throat> it takes a while to reach the bruised heart in therapy just the way it does in a, in a couple's and love relationship. Now the work of is, love. Why, what, what, is, what is the thing that's innate in us being people that's so afraid of, of that? Well, it's the pain of, um, of things that we've been through that we, we can't name totally, but, that we, but we're defensive about it. So we know when something's coming up to us that we feel threatened in some way, we feel the defense, and we try to um, uh, usually point it back to the other person. Or get away, or, or change the subject. I mean, there's a litany of stuff right. we do. We try to avoid that. I mean, our feelers feel it, and we... Yeah, we you're getting into something heavy with somebody, and then it's like, you know what? i got to go clean the floor. <laughs> right. It's calling on me right now. I, I got to go now. We're, we usually take quick ways out. And, Cigarettes. Right. Yeah. I got to, yeah, I can't stay over tonight. I got to leave and uh, things ain't right and we're not willing to go. Yeah, there's a lot of stories involved with it. Yeah. Or like skirting around it. Avoiding stories. Yeah, right. That's a good way. It's a good way. Why don't we just it. call the stories what they are, which is lies. To a certain extent, yeah, um, yeah, uh, but you don't see it as that at that time. You know, it's not a lie. No, but in retrospect, almost every time you're sitting there trying to tell a story like that to get out of staying over. I mean, there's yeah, but in, in retrospect, in retrospect, every past relationship until the one I'm in now has been more or less a lie, right? Fair enough, absolutely. Yeah, a lie or well, lying intentionally. Um, the, the, the most of the lies that go on are inner lies. That just, in other words, we believe it. So that even when it's happening, you know, we feel edgy. We want to get away. Um, uh, I really, I, you know, I'm just tired anyway, and so on. So it's the tension and the anxiety has us edgy. Um, and if at that, that, if that, that, if at that time, uh, the other person would say, "Well, you're just lying," that would be um, usually cause for. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if the other, yeah, and that's also our duty with each other to be able to call things as we see them. A lot of times couples hedge because they're afraid of, of the, the circumstances that it'll. Or the vulnerability prove. or being exposed, you know, or feeling like. I think more for men, you know, way more for men than, than women, mm-hmm. because I think that women are better equipped. To to go to far away more more so out places than men are. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, women have a more of a tendency to be vulnerable. Um, their hearts are usually more open, and this is what they can. That's teach why I them. hate them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what they can help teach men uh, that it's okay to open their heart little by little. The men usually have the pride and the musty. The, the machismo, of machismo, machismo, all that. Uh. And they have to be tough as little boys, and so um, 
where women are usually ahead in the area of, of the heart. So the, the women that can help us with that, if they know about it and if they're willing to, um, they can help us open our hearts um, and feel that. And at that time, we'll feel the bruise on our hearts. But if we can go and keep going, if it becomes sustained love, then we can go further and work through um, the, and, and reach another possible potential once we get through the defenses of it. But that takes a while. Our part two I'm calling the work of love. Now the work, love, there's a work in love. It doesn't feel that way when we started. We're excited. Um, um, when a couple comes together, they're like two seeds sharing the same plot of ground. If you can picture two seeds flying around, somehow they uh, launch and settle next to each other. Now, the very the beginning tools to grow and to nourish our love are the senses. In other words, what humans have, well, the animal the animal world that's that's also very much leveled that the the humans have a, a third brain and they can begin to think about it and realize it. But the senses are very strong, what they're detecting in the world. But we also have to realize they could be damaged and flawed through faulty conditioning that, that their senses were exposed to at another time. Our senses could be dwarfed early in our life. If the family was um, fighting and loud, uh, if the, some of the kids get loud and they fight back, others get depressed and they go under. Um, Would you stop describing my family, please? I remember my... Or every family. Yeah. Um, I've so, been, wait, yeah. does that wind up being maladies? Like, so then you internalize it and then all of a sudden... Because you always hear the, the type of guy like, yep, you know, I'm digging me Asian ladies. <laughs> you know, I only go out with... Eight, Asian ladies. Got to be Japanese, too, and under 3-7. You know, I mean, you hear these harebrained, weird things out of people's mouths, especially guys when it comes to stuff like that. Sexuality with guys, it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, I, I knew of a guy that said, yeah, I can't date women in L.A., and I looked at him and went, like, you're oh. fucking retarded. Oh, yeah. But he was he was true blue to that, you know, and dated a woman from South Carolina, lived in Los Angeles, you know. They both had the same stories, though, and they were both stuck at, you know, that story. Right. So it's funny how you find your your match in in ill. Yeah. And now, see, now the the work of thing, uh, love is work, and it's a hard way. People don't like the sound of it, that there's work to be done. Hey, Jim, with that, with that work, with, uh, let's work with our sponsor right now. Hey, everybody, if you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do, you know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com. 
just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay. Okay, so we're, 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 this part two is work as love. Um, it's not going to be just as passionate. Uh, you're going to, you know, uh, wonder, wonder, see how wonderful I am all the time. But work as love, uh, which means that we also have to go through some suffering. So we have these two, we have these senses now, but senses could be damaged very early in our life, faulty from the conditions. Um, it, it could be, our senses could be unreliable. So we're depending on our senses, but they could be unreliable and could um, uh, send unreliable messages to the rest of our, our own being. So whatever we're seeing in our senses, even in a certain kind of way that senses get used to something, like strawberry ice cream or um, the senses are um, also need to be looked at a little bit. They could be flawed. Well, I mean, I remember when I, I as far as senses being flawed, being attracted to um, a certain type of uh, woman or girl. And they were, for the most part, interchangeable at some level. Same type of stuff though I mean it was on a loop of the type of woman that I would go out with mm-hmm. you know and I, I the loop's broken now but when I look back in my past you know they 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 definitely met a certain criteria mm-hmm. and my and a lot of it had to do with senses and mm-hmm. my senses were definitely skewed yeah that, that's a good point um, right uh, our senses can you know, very early in life, for example, I, mean, I remember at home, uh, even though this was years ago, when I think pornography was just getting going. It was very t- <laughs> by the way, you and you Hefner are almost <laughs> the same age, by the way. <laughs> Did you know that? No, Harry, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think he's older than you. I think he's 84 and oh. you're 80. Just hearing you say that is such a novel concept to me. The idea that pornography was just getting started. <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's right. such a prevalent Ice age uh, pornography starting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a funny one. You mean like pinups well, I mean, or they something? Began or? The, it was the magazine world that really got into it. You know, pornography certainly has been around uh, from the beginning of Mankind. But you mean like you mean like the '60s when like Hustler and stuff started yeah. to become. No, prevalent? no, you're talking about. He's talking about when he was 20 or something, right? You're talking about Playboy, was, like some kind of, you know, like stag films. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Mag- most of, in my case, my brothers stored magazines in the house. And what so year was this? What was I would be nothing. About well, let's see, like um, late 40s, early. 50s. So I, I would be. So was it on parchment or was it on actual paper? <laughs> no. Was it on? That's not very nice. have, no, but was it an arrangement of stones? It was okay, papyrus and yeah, stones. Yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> from oh, the Stone wow. Age. So I used to find out where they. This kept rock them. looks exactly like a breast. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, so they, they, you know, they used to store them in places they thought I couldn't get to. But um, in other words, the senses got to a certain kind of woman dressed in a certain kind of way, undressed in a certain kind of way. 
the sense is really going to that. To, to oh, and that's your first image, too, then. Yeah, that would be the first image, right. Oh, that'll fuck you up, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that means about the senses. Now, our, the seeds, as they're planted there, have the potential to become um, real human beings from those. We can develop from those seeds, but the potential has to be realized. So what the couples, the real work of love, is to develop our potential, to talk about it, to see where we're hurt, see what we're going through, see the help we may need, <clears throat> see if we therapy might be needed. Therapy might be needed as a couple. So we're, we're going to try to be open, to open up to our, our potential. So related to our talks, for example, in addiction, our process of sensing could be uh, um, uh, altered to the point where we don't use our senses, but instead are used by them. In other words, instead of we using our senses, the, sense, the senses get out front and they use us. Yeah, they're in charge. They're in charge, right. <clears throat> they drag us along. The senses get up in front and drag us along. Now you're at the titty bar. Now you're somewhere else you're not supposed to be. Now you're, you're fucked up. Right. J- Jim, you paint a sweet-ass picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is why... The, thank God I stuck with you, man, because this is some depressing shit. <laughs> Okay, so we're learning about (laughs) the work of love. Now, the danger of addiction of love will will sound something like this. Um, If I crave uh, ego recognition from the world, I will crave it from you. In other words, I'm going to bring that craving into the relation. If I crave the world's of pity, the world's pity, I will crave that from you. If I crave the appearance of success, I will crave that. In other words, whatever was lingering in us, we will use the relationship to reinforce it. Wow. Unless the other person is beginning to understand it and beginning to give us the feedback. So if I crave self-pity and I have that lingering in me, I will want self-pity from the relationship. So whatever's hanging around in us that's not conscious and that we really know, we will give to the other person. So that's a big one. And you, by the way, everybody sees that in every couple that you know at a level. Yeah. Everybody can see that. Oh, look, there goes whatever, doing whatever for whoever. Mm -hmm. It's part of their pattern. Everybody sees that one. Right. And don't fucking lie if you say that's not me. Because you're lying. Right. So whatever those cravings are, and we're not conscious I got to go clean the floor now. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting too close to home. You can see whatever they are, they're there, and they're trying to get into the relationship. Now, that's natural because we don't even, not even that much aware of them. Um, But it's up to the other person to really begin to realize that that's happening. Now, for men, particularly with the sexual center of them living out there, there, there are men that that's all the that's the main center that they live out. So that that craving will always be brought to the relationship, and put certain demands on the relationship will come. And then it's up 
to the partner, the woman in most cases, to really sense that and try to realize that the sexuality, uh, we love it from the passion point of view, but we also don't want to be used by it. They could easily be used by it. So, I see I'm giving running, running, uh, running, uh, coming to the end today. Now, let me end up with this. The most important possibility for the couple's deepest love is a respect and humility for, this, for the search of the other person. Now, this is, to me, the most important part of all. There's a possibility when we can step back and our own self-involvement could begin to open up and our hearts could open that we could want our partner and, and not demand in any way, um, our partners, we could, we could respect the search they're on for self-realization, what they're doing about it, what they're reading about it, what group they might be in. And we could, uh, reinf- we could uh, support that and realize that the other person is in a search for growth. And, um, and that could be an important part of our love because I will get something from her search, particularly if I'm on an equal search, and we can have our love blend in to the work on higher consciousness. And that's make creating a third right there. Okay, that's a good way to say it. That's creating the third heart, not the bruised heart, now a heart that's open and heading for um, higher consciousness. And we can help each other. We can even belong to the same organizations or you mean so like let's say when your partner is reading a book or something of that nature and you've already read it you're not supposed to say yeah that book sucks you're not supposed to do stuff like that because a lot of that goes on you know you know like somebody might be in pursuit of something or a class or whatever and somebody else has already done it or and then they give their advice on it instead of really sharing it in a different way you know men do that a lot you know, I, I know how to do that, or I've done that a lot. Yeah. You know, and that kind of takes away from the other person, and it's not, you're not really supporting, you're, you're, in a, in a, you're stuck in your role of whatever it might have been. Right, no, that, right. So in subtle ways and in direct ways, we could uh, be negative about, and even be threatened if we're not growing, and they're doing things that are, are so... Um, to me, as this old man, what I've seen over the years, the respect for the search of the other is a very important love. And you can let them know that. You can see the growth in them if that's happening. And in subtle ways and in loving ways, support their search. Okay, so I'm looking at the clock. We're about coming to the end today of our... Let us know if you want us to... Do a little more about love. Oh yeah, Jim, you kidding? You that that was fantastic. Okay, yeah. So, look, podcasters, let's hear from you if this subject interests you, and if you have a comment about it, um, let us know. Okay, number so four. number four. Here we go. Sixty-four now. Sixty-four. Yeah. Now. Okay, podcasters, we're coming to the end of the vote. I think a very important series. What is this thing called love? 
And also, what is my capacity to love? Can I open my heart or for love? Ba-boo-dum, day, ba da ray Okay, Ray got some of the good notes in that one. Okay, his ears getting a little better. Okay, here comes another one. Beep beep boop boop bop 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 beep ba doo day boo day. That's an easy one, Ray. Beep beep bop bop boop boop. I messed up. Sorry, Okay. All right. So we're getting ready. Um, uh, you know, the other part's important, folks. The part about hearing from you uh, it gives, a, gives us encouragement to uh, to uh, want to uh, share more with you. Please, so, please, let's hear from you. And, and um, thank you. Uh, and, and thank you. So with that, we'll begin to fade out. Bob, Bob, Bob. If your lover is, is taking up scatting, you take up scatting too. So you'll be with him, just the way Ray's doing here. All right, anyway, um, one more time for Ray. Don't forget, 23 days of no smoking. Beep, wow. beep, boo! <laughs> so we want to go out on that note. And I hope you podcasters, if you're trying anything, let us know. So we'll be supportive of what you're doing. Okay. So with that, we'll say, here we go and goodbye, goodbye, podcasters. I hope you're doing well. Ray, here we go. Goodbye, podcasters. Doing well. He got it. Here we go. We gotta make podcaster shirts. Here we go. Bye, podcasters. Good job, Jim. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.
listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.